Hey, friend. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. You've clicked on our hang with Monica the Medium. She has an awesome show on ABC Family called Monica the Medium. I am a huge fan. She came on the show. I was so into her just talking to her, getting to know her, getting to know what she does. The fact that she can speak to those on the other side and to hear how she does it, how she, that the whole thing came about, incredible. After speaking to her, I got so into her TV show. I binged it for hours upon hours, crying my eyes out. Her gift is so special. See it, understand it firsthand. Here's our hang with Monica the Medium. Enjoy. Zach Sang in the Gang. Zach Sang in the Gang radio show. The Zach Sang in the Gang radio show. <laughs> I'd be a great baby daddy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think people understand this is a punishment. Great. Why would you not want to be a part of this? What? People in nice cars can't fart? What do I do? I'm going to vomit. Vomit. It always is weird to me, like, hearing your voice in these things, but I am. Yeah. Okay. Hello, hello. Can we go over names one more time? Dan. 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 Jill. 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 Zach. Yeah. Keith. Keith. Heather. Heather. We're going to go right into it right now. Heather. Yay. Okay, is, let's go into it. Is that important to you to know everybody's name? Well, I just like to be nice and polite <laughs> and just know everybody's name. Just be a person. Yeah. Well, I meet a lot of people, both... You know, the deceased and of the, course. the living on earth that I just try to keep straight of everybody. Yeah. Well, so that's what I'm really interested in. Like when you walk into this room yeah. and you look around and I'm introducing you to people. Yeah. What is going on in your mind? <laughs> How are you taking in that information? Well, for me, everyone thinks it's like when I come in, it's I'm automatically bombarded by spirit. For, uh-huh. for me, sometimes it's like that. It depends on the, the situation, where I'm at, who I'm with. But a lot of times it's more of. Um, once I'm spending more time, like usually I have to be around people for, you know, at least like 10, 15 minutes. And we could be talking about the weather. It doesn't really okay. matter. But once I'm kind of in their energy, we're talking, I hear their voice. That's usually if I choose to open myself up to spirit, that would be when it would happen. So ultimately, is it a choice? Like, it is ultimately a choice. Yes. So wh- where are you at right now? Right now, I I don't hear or feel anything, which is Nice for me. It gives me yeah. gives me some sanity. Of course, <laughs> I can imagine. I c- I could not live my life constantly being like on. Is what we'll say is it's like because it would just be you know I would go, I'd go nuts. It, it would be constantly being bombarded. And it was kind of like that when I first started doing this work, where yeah. everywhere I went, I was like you know open book like for spirit like anybody come to me and it would happen everywhere and then i was like not like i still don't love doing what i do every day but when you start when you've done it thousands of times now like you, it's different you crave the okay turning off the lights and having it be where <laughs> yes. i can go to get lunch or i can you know go to the library and not constantly be hearing spirit does that take years of training to be able to turn that off like is that something that's <laughs> coming naturally with this entire gift no it is something that you have to develop like it is Part of having this gift is kind of learning, kind of set, setting the boundaries with spirit. Um, we'll joke and kind of call it lazy mediumship. For the mediums are like, I can never turn it off. It's like, yeah. you can turn it off. I mean, I will say that even when I'm like, oh, the lights are off spirit, sometimes I'm trying not – like I'll be trying to get through the, the whole day without doing a reading. Sometimes just have a break and I'll still end up giving a reading. If they're really pushy or the person that really – you know, needs the healing like their loved ones are coming through. Cause I always say spirit comes through strongest for those who need it the most, not necessarily who want it the most or are just curious. But that's kind of when that'll happen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned other mediums in this last answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your thoughts on the other mediums in this world? I mean, you know, I haven't really gotten a chance to meet all that many yeah. mediums. Like I kind of have, um, I have definitely a respect 
you know, for those that are genuinely gifted and do this work, you know, for the right reasons. I'm the first one to admit that there are a lot of people who call themselves a medium or that they they say that they have gifts and they're complete frauds and con artists and liars. And that's sad because they they give us a bad name, like the ones who are gifted and are genuine. Exactly. We get lumped into that category of frauds and so forth. Because of the people who kind of give us a bad name. Um, but, you know, there are some some other mediums in this, you know, work that, uh, you know, I really looked up, look up to, really admire. Um, I kind of call her my media mama, Maureen Hancock. She's actually on an episode of Monica the Medium. She's amazing. And cool. she's a medium from Boston and love her. So Now, do you get connected with someone like Maureen early on? Like, okay, let's go back to when you first tell the world that you're a medium and this happens in high school <laughs> well i didn't tell the world that i was a medium in high school it was when i first <laughs> realized that i had this gift but i still suppressed it for a long time because okay that's it yeah so in high school growing up i was intuitive and empathic but it really wasn't until high school that i was like okay the things that i'm feeling sensing seeing hearing all these things it's coming from spirit it really started i'd be around certain friends acquaintances and i get all choked up and emotional around them um it was uh, with this one girl in particular, every time I'd be around her, I'd start to tear up. At first, I thought I was gay because I was like, why am I feeling all these feelings? <laughs> and I, I just didn't know what it was. I was like, what is this? Like, maybe this means I'm gay. But then I realized she had lost her mom in third grade and she'd tell stories of her childhood. Every time, you know, she'd be saying, you know, this memory or sharing a story, I'd hear or see it before she'd finish telling it. And so it's kind of like that started happening with more and more people. But um, you're struggling with all the things in high school trying to be, quote unquote, normal. Of so course. I did not kind of come out of the medium closet until the beginning of college. <laughs> so. so who's Okay. Does sound like being gay. (laughs) It is. is. (laughs) You really come out. And I remember posting on my Facebook in college, like the first time I announced it kind of publicly to the world, I made this whole long status like, this is who I am. Like, this is what I do. I'm a medium. And it really felt like that. It was coming out. I love seeing those other, when other people post statuses in the same vein on Facebook, I really enjoy them. (laughs) Even if I don't really know them, I like them anyway. Yeah. You know, they're very, I'm picturing it now. Yeah. Okay. Who's the first person you tell? That, like, one, mm-hmm. that you're feeling weird stuff. Yeah. You know, who do you go to? And then who's the first person you tell when you're ready to tell, again, not the world, but to tell your social circle, yeah. this is my deal. This is who I am. Exactly. I think I the first people that I started to kind of tell um, that I had been experiencing um, some of these things were, like, the friends that I had been feeling spirit around and of so course. forth. Um, and then probably the next kind of group of people would be, like, my sisters. I told my sisters pretty um, pretty early on. And then I, my parents were the very last people to know, really? which is funny. Like, Why was that? <laughs> because, well, the fu- it's a funny story how my mom found out. I had not told her. I'd kept it from her. She comes from a very... Um, conservative Hispanic Catholic background. She's from Costa Rica, born and raised. And she's just, you know, I I knew she would have a hard time with hearing, you know, about my gift and and everything. The way she found out was the last way you would want your mom to find out. You talk to dead people. I was home for the summer (laughs) from college and I was in my room and I was on the phone with somebody. I gave one of my friends like a, you know, I was kind of giving them the lowdown of everything that that I do as, as a medium and everything. And my mom was walking by in the hallway and she like overheard and she completely eavesdropped on the entire conversation. And I remember going downstairs and as soon as I saw her face, I knew that she had heard the conversation. She was crying. Her, her, you know, her face was in her hands and she's you, you're talking to that devil, Monica, you're possessed. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God, Mom, I did not want you to find out this way. I had this whole plan. I was going to sit her down, gently kind of try to explain to her. Yeah, it was not a great wow. way for her to find out. Did she like eventually come to terms? Like, well, yeah. it's Where something you'll now? see. You'll some you'll see that on the show. Um, the season of Monica, the medium kind of, you know, we show it all like, you know, my everyday life and also the fact that. 
some people in my family, some people yeah. in my everyday life have a harder time coming to terms with it. She's come a long way. I think she'll always have that part of her. She's never doubted me and my ability. She never yeah. thought I was a fraud or a liar. She just was worried, is this coming from God or is this coming from a negative energy disguising itself as a positive spirit? Of like course. she was worried if this was, you know, okay. Where do you think it comes from? I think it's a gift from God. I absolutely think it's the most positive thing because when my mom started putting these ideas in my head, like it's what if it's coming from the devil and all these things, she did start to get me to wonder like, oh my goodness, like started to put ideas in my head. So I started like praying. I'm like, God, like this is not from you. I think yeah. you could trump any negative energy, like make it so that I'm not right. Make it so that like the spirit doesn't come through with their of names course. and how they pass and their personality, what they look like. Like, you know, I've, I was like, I don't, I don't want to have this if it's yeah. not a positive, good thing. And if anything, my gift just got stronger and I feel like now more than ever with how many times I've done this and time and time again seeing you know how positive it is and how much healing it brings to people there's just no question that it's you know a good thing so okay this is this is all really recent for you because <laughs> yeah. you're only 21 I'm only 21 things manifested oh, wow. and developed and strengthened with my gift in a matter of you know just a few years it really got strong for me so started in high school but as far as like you know using it in a public way of yeah, course really oh, okay it's been fast how do you go from the Penn State medium yeah. to being with the largest agency in the world yeah. and having a show that airs every Tuesday at 8 o'clock on ABC Family, yeah. Monica and the Medium? How does that, How does that happen? happen? And also, like, I'm assuming that happens when you start taking on public clients or mm -hmm. hearing stories, right? What, what is that giving consultations? What is that called? Yeah. What is the lingo on that when you sit down with someone who is on your waiting list? Yeah, so it's... Kind of like having a, a small business, you yeah. know. It's you know, I do my work out and about spontaneously for free all the time. But of course. when I was in college, what would what would happen is I was still working at I worked for Lockheed Martin for four years, starting in high school as an intern, and, and I worked for them as a co op. So I'd have my laptop and I'd work at school. Um, while I was taking classes for Lockheed Martin and I'd go into we call it the hub at Penn State where there's restaurants or seats to like uh -huh. do your homework and I would be sitting there typing an essay doing homework and it would turn out like out of 40,000 students whoever would end up sitting next to me that day also working on their homework on their computer that their best friend just died in a car accident or their mom you know uh -huh. had cancer and just passed away or somebody committed suicide it's like whoever was sitting next to me I'd end up giving these spontaneous readings to and more and more people are like you know can you see my roommate? Can you see my mom? Can you see my friend? Just word of mouth spread. And they were like, I was like, I'm sorry, I can't see everybody. Like, I'm a full-time college student. I'm working for this job. Like, I just don't yeah. have the time. And they're like, why don't you quit your job, still be a college student, but start doing this for your work? And so I just word of mouth spread with seeing more and more clients. But with the TV show, kind of that happening is the craziest part is, you know, I was seeing clients and I kind of word of mouth spread in State College. It's a small town. They so, called me the Penn State medium. Okay. But were you seeing college students? College or? students and also townies, like adults that I would go cool. over to their house or they'd come to me. So I was seeing a lot of clients. But um, the, the way the TV show happened was the craziest thing because it was probably about a, a year and a half ago in the same week. Three different producers from different production companies, unrelated from each other, all found me the same week in different ways. One was like a Penn State alumni who lives out in L.A., works out here, who read about me in a little article they did in the school paper. Cool. And like he reached out. Another one found me through social media. Like they all found me in different ways. And I was like, OK. And they all asked to have like a casual like Skype conversation, like kind of just get to know you the same Friday back to back to back. And I was like, okay, Spirit, you could not make it any more clear that you want me to at least be open to the idea exactly. of doing a television show. So I kind of met with them, 
then kind of word of mouth spread amongst the Hollywood people. I flew out a month later and had 13 meetings with networks and production companies, met with Lionsgate, and I loved them, had a great initial connection with them. So I signed with them, and then they pitched it to the networks. And I always said from day one I would only do a TV show if it was with ABC Family. So, And here we are now. Perfect (laughs) network for you. Oh, it's perfect. The first time I ever had those Skype calls that that Friday where they were kind of back-to-back, I remember getting off Skype, calling my sisters, and I said, you guys, I'm not a psychic. I can't predict the future, but you know, you just have everybody has that intuition, gut feelings. And I called my sister and I said, You guys, I really think that I'm going to end up having a TV show and it's going to be on ABC Family. And they laughed at me and they said, Monica, they, they just have scripted shows, Pretty Little Liars, you know, Fosters. They don't have reality shows. And I was like, I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to get into it. And that's where I see this happening. And so, yeah. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. <laughs> it is pretty cool. So, and, and where's your mom at right now? Um, like where, where is she? I mean, with all of with this. With all this. At first, with even like the TV show, she was still. For the longest time since, you know, I kind of um, came out publicly as a medium and kind of shared with her what I do, every time I would tell her about a reading or I had this great group reading, I did this event, she would literally every single time like end up lecturing me, crying, like be upset. Oh. But then like, and so then to be like, I'm now going to be on TV yeah. doing this. She was like, Monica, please don't do it. <laughs> and so and from right away, she was like, I'm never going to be on an episode. She ended up being on an episode, which <laughs> is actually tomorrow night. Yeah. This Tuesday's, because um, uh, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, it's, <laughs> this Tuesday. It's, it's Tuesday. You know, it's the next episode um, where my mom's in it. And so we kind of got her to, to be a part of it. And, you know, she's definitely come a long way in that, you know, now I can tell her about a reading I did or, yeah. you know, experience I had, channeling spirit. And she'll be like, oh, that's really cool, Monica. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I like your mom voice. Yeah. Every, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do it a lot on the show. And then I'm watching it back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I sound like a fool. But it's okay. Right, let's go back to your clients. Yes. Let's talk about Penn State and you have this giant client list. And take me back to like the first reading or session you've ever had, right? Because the first time I channeled spirit, the first time I like. The first time you sat down with someone mm-hmm. and you shared whatever the spirit wanted you to yeah. share. Because that is such a special moment. Mm-hmm. Between you and whoever is sitting across from you. I mean, that's like I know because I was not raising it, but I I lost grandparents early on. And my mom was very much into it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And that's a special one on one experience between two individuals. Absolutely. I mean, is there responsibility on you in that moment? How do you feel like as a human, not as a medium Mm -hmm. to have that around you and to be given that? It it is a lot of responsibility and sometimes a lot of pressure on me knowing like how significant it is yeah the first experience that i had other than some of the um initial friends in high school where i would share what i was feeling and sensing the first real moment that it hit me like oh my goodness like this is real it's not a coincidence not a lucky guess it's not just you know oh in my subconscious once i knew okay this is absolutely spirit was the first reading I, i did for a stranger and it was it was spontaneous but it was one of the strongest readings I've, I've ever experienced. And, you know, it was for this, like, six-year-old senior-level engineer. I had just met him because I was working at a different location um, that week for Lockheed Martin. And I had, you know, told him things that there was just no way I would I would have known. Yeah. Um, I was like, and your dad's showing me you walking out in the backyard, and he's working on a motorcycle in his, sh- his shed, and you're 18, and you found him deceased in the shed. And he turns, like, white, and he's like, there's no one knows that. Like, there's no way you would have known that. And I remember crying and giving these messages, and I got really emotional and just worked up and I remember leaving there that day being like my life has changed forever like I know I'm going to be doing this work for the rest of my life and wow. yeah so that was kind of like the the moment the experience channeling spirit that hit me yeah. but like every day you know in my experiences you see how much responsibility and you know I've had readings that I've done where 
the person, you know, had been suicidal and uh, just happened recently about a month ago. I was doing press and for makeup artists and uh, she told me I had already planned it. I was going to take my life. I was ready to commit suicide. And the messages from my loved ones in spirit, like it, it gives me hope to like hold on and get help and not wow. make that decision. And so it's like, you know, it's it's, it's yeah, it's a lot. And and I think with the people who are skeptical or they're, you know, they're haters and, yeah. and these, it's like, how could you hate on that? Like, how could no. you hate on the fact that, you know, what I do, you might not believe in it or understand it, but like, if it has that ability to help people that way. Like, why would you be against that? At the yeah, end of the day, it's positive and not negative. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say to people who like, don't really believe in this kind or believe in this kind of stuff? Yeah. Right? Well, I, I say to people, I would have a hard time believing it, too, if I wasn't yeah. the one experiencing it on a day to day basis. It is hard to wrap your brain around like how it's it's even possible. But what I say is it's like, you know, if you're open and, you know, I can at least have you uh, kind of start to look at things a little bit differently, be mm-hmm. a bit more open, like plant that seed of hope, then at least like I know I, I did something, you know, I, I can't. Most of the skeptics, if they do have a one-on-one experience, they're usually not a skeptic by the end. But I yeah. can't do that for every skeptic. And I'm not going to try to go out there to try to prove myself to every person. I can only do what I do to bring healing to those that want to re- receive that, you know? And I think it's uh, – the one thing that sticks out to me, right, is one, a show like this being first – for me, in my mind, the first time ever being geared to a completely – different generation of individuals, yeah. you know, John Edwards or Monica, the Me- uh, not Monica, uh, Long Island medium. <laughs> yes. Like they're all going for my mom, you know what I yes. mean? Like 35 plus. Mm-hmm. And even going back to like when you were reading kids, you know, on the college campus, yeah. that is that weird that you, ha- <laughs> because think about it, you're their peer, um, you're absolutely. going through college, all this you have on your plate exactly. i mean you go through a natural state of depression just as a teenager you go through all this mm-hmm. sh- like that's a that's crazy it is crazy it is crazy but i also think that's one of the reasons why i've been given this gift to share and use like at a younger age because yeah. i when you first start doing this work a big struggle that i had at the beginning is why me like i'm not a mother Teresa. i'm not the pope i'm not a saint yeah. i'm not you know i'm just a regular girl i do everything that every other 21 year old girl does and i'm really normal like even though i do something that's not <laughs> necessarily you so are. normal i am a normal girl and so it's hard to be like you know well why me why why did i get this gift but i just had to get into that mindset well why not me because i see yeah. how much good you know it brings people how much healing it gives people and then when you start doing it more and more i what i notice at least with the college kids and doing readings for they they would tell me so many times the ones especially i would do spontaneously out and about and my scheduled readings they'd say I've always wanted to have this experience, but I was I would have never done it had it not been someone like my peer, like someone yeah. like you, because I don't think I would have been comfortable going to some, you know, lady who's like, you exactly. know, in her like dark <laughs> basement, it's like creepy and like, you know, they like the fact that I am just like them and it's yeah. you know, I'm very relatable and you know it's I think, different. Exactly. And I think that's one of the beauties of, of Monica the Medium, the show. It's like it's one of those shows that absolutely you know people my age and even younger can watch but they can actually also watch it with their parents exactly. like it's it's a show that mom and daughters can watch together which such a perfect show amazing. for abc family oh it's great for <laughs> it's great for abc family yes are you nervous to now be on tv because i feel like this is before it was at a one level right yeah. which is still pretty crazy this is next level this is like on another level yes because a lot either it can work so beautifully in your favor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or with every great things, there there comes a hater or a group oh. of them. Are you prepared for everything and anything? I mean, now that you know, now that we're coming up at the fourth episode airing, it's been a couple of episodes, yeah. and I've definitely seen the fact that you know, yeah, there's pros and cons with 
being on this type of platform and such a large scale now. And of course. Versus the little small town. Yeah. Um, and I think the biggest thing is that obviously with what I do, it, it can be controversial because not everybody believes in it. A lot of people are quick to, without even watching the show, which not knowing me, never experiencing experiencing anything for themselves, they will go right to being trolling. And exactly. she's a fraud. You're taking advantage of grieving people, all those things. And I've just learned, you know, not to read that stuff. It's not yeah. worth my time and energy. Um, I think the biggest thing I it's kind of not makes me nervous, but it is kind of hard is that it's just now happening where people are starting to recognize me. And like right. I have a hard time saying no to people because I want to help every last person. But like sometimes, especially when I already have a full day of like readings when they're like, oh, do you have a message from my grandmother? And I'm yeah. like literally just trying to go get dog food for my puppy and like leave. It's, that's what I'm having a hard time with. What do you say in that moment? Right. Like, do you say no? How do you play that off? It depends if it if it absolutely like I will just get that feeling or that sense okay this if it's like okay i'm with a mother or i just met a mother who lost a child like i'll take the time and and because i can feel just how much she needs it not to say that other people's loss isn't as significant you know everybody's yes. loss is significant but i also it was you know one of the things kind of my media mama maureen told me is sometimes you have to disappoint others to stay true to yourself of and course. i would just you know i would never have any time for my i would never have sleep i would never sleep <laughs> at night if every person who's ever asked me for a reading if I was able to do it to them. And so it just yeah. I have to just be, you know, gracious and, and thankful, like, hey, I appreciate you, you know, wanting exactly. to have that experience with me and connect your loved ones, you know, and, and trusting me to have that um, experience. But, you know, unfortunately, like, I'm about to go, you know, wherever, and I yeah. just i am not able to have that time right now. But, okay. you know, I try to give them the little, you know, tips of, you know, this is what you can do to look out for the hellos from heaven and the signs and symbols yeah. and, you know. It's another reason I did the show is because I can't meet with every person individually. But I think by watching it, you can find comfort. You can relate to some of the things, some of the ways, you know, the some of the loss that some people have faced. And, you yeah. know, you might connect to um, you can connect to some of the messages and it still brings you comfort, even if you aren't the person yeah. individually receiving the messages. This, you got any questions? Anybody yeah. else? What exactly are you because, feeling or seeing or hearing when you're doing these readings? Like, do you see ghosts or can you hear people talking to you? So for me, I will hear, feel, see, and sense things coming from spirit, but it's not the way that I see you guys outside myself. Yeah. I don't communicate the way that, um, you know, we, you and I communicate. Uh, when I see them, I see them kind of in my third eye. Like, I'll see, like, a flash of an image or a little okay. movie playing. Um, it's not, like, HD television. It's, like, a little bit fuzzier. <laughs> when I hear, I'll hear them in my thoughts voice, kind of like the way, you know, that you'll have a thought. And, um, you know, I'll physically feel sensations. So I'll get kind of dizzy with, like, a drug or an alcohol overdose. I'll feel, like, cramps in my stomach if there's, like, a bowel or a colon cancer. Yeah. Like, I'll physically feel sensations. And then I'll also feel emotions. I'll feel the emotions of spirit. I'll feel the emotions of the client. And so I'll sometimes get like emotional myself. But yeah, so it's kind of a combination of all these things happening that I then kind of, you know, I'm able to be like, okay, I'm hearing this name, Bob. I feel, you know, that there's a grandfather stepping forward. He's communicating because I can't breathe that he's showing me smoking. He passed, you know, so it's kind of like all these things coming at me that I put together to interpret as the message for my client. How emotionally text are you after a reading? Um, (laughs) It can be pretty draining. And don't get me wrong. I love what I do. And it's kind of one of those things that's very energizing in the moment, but it is kind of like running a marathon. You're like, it's very rewarding. It feels great when you're done, but you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm exhausted and I need to go take a nap. So that's another reason why I can't give a reading spontaneously to every last person out and about who's asking me for a spontaneous spontaneous reading. I can't because I would just, I would be so (laughs) exhausted that I wouldn't be able to get through my day. Um, But yeah, so it's just kind of 
it does take a lot out of me. So yeah. that's why you kind of have to more so at least I've come to this place is, you know, when people truly need it and it's not like they're just curious or they just really want it. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Well, do you believe in like those ghost hunting shows where they're setting the little traps and everything? <laughs> I mean, is that anything similar? No. Like, I. Sh- well, it's like she's like talking to them and can feel but them and these not, people are searching for them. But I'm not communicating with ghosts. So I'll, I'll clear this up. So I'm not in the par- paranormal activity space as, as far as like a ghostbuster, ghost hunter. Um, I don't connect to earthbound energy. So a ghost is kind of more so um, a soul that hasn't been able to transition, cross over to the other side, heaven, whatever you like to call it. They're kind of stuck here for a lot of different reasons. They might be kind of stuck. Yeah. I don't connect to any of that energy. And a lot of times people are like, you know, um, how come you're never bringing through this like horrible, mean person? I'm like, because I won't connect to that. Like I strictly connect to those that are safe and at peace in heaven. So I don't do any of the ghost kind of stuff. I'm, I don't like to <laughs> meet the hauntings. You know, That's not for me. Okay. Jill claims that she is okay. What, what is this exactly, Jill? I I, I just oh, Zach. No, they're making fun of me. I was just saying that I've been told by other mediums before that I'm like sensitive, sensitive. Oh, very empathic. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? So when yeah. you feel the emotions of others, kind of soak it in, as, you know, feel it as if as if they're your own. If one of your coworkers are really grumpy or like really sad, maybe they're not outwardly showing that, but you'll feel it and kind mm-hmm. of bring it home with you, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You oh. do that? What? You take my anger and bring it home with you? <laughs> I carry your anger <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I think to, to a level, everybody has that that part of them that we are feelers. We, we can be empathic, but there's just some people kind of, you know, maybe you are, and like me, that are more empathic and yeah. kind of feel things stronger. And that's a good thing, I think, to an extent. It just can sometimes be like... um you know, there's just a flip side to everything. Like, it can be good because you can be there for your friends more by really feeling what they're going through. But at the same time, like, you kind of have to protect your energy so that it's not so draining for you that mm-hmm. when you are go, go home, you're, you're, like, crying and you're sad. Yeah. You're like, ew, why do I feel like, like, why do I feel <laughs> depressed? Nothing even bad happened today. And it's yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you need to protect your energy and not soak that up. Do you, do you recognize, like, other mediums? Like, when you meet other mediums, like, do you know right away? Um, Usually. And sometimes when I don't, I'm wondering, oh, I mean, they're not legit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Usually, yeah. I've had instances where in an event of 100 people, I went right up to the woman. I'm like, oh, your mother's saying that you're also a medium. And she was like, yep. And she, you know, I yeah. never met her before. And so, yeah. So there are a lot of instances wow. where I can get that sense where I'm like, you know, your loved one or somebody's communicating that you have the gift that I do, but you suppress it or you don't share it. You're you're, you're more kind of afraid by it, exactly. et cetera. And they'll be like, yeah, that's exactly what, it, you know. So I do get a sense usually. Um Kind of the people who have that that same that same gift. How hard is it to have friends <laughs> and a social life? Uh, pretty hard. Well, here's the thing: it's definitely hard in itself being a medium and trying to um, kind of weed out the people who aren't friends with you for the right reasons. Kind of, of thing. It's the same thing with dating or regular friends, where. It, it, sometimes, you know, they'll be like, let's get lunch. It's been so long. Let's catch up. Yeah. And I think they genuinely just want to hang out with me as Monica. And then we meet up for lunch and all they're talking about the whole time. So is my aunt around me? Is my grandma around me? Like, who, who has messages? What do you feel? And I'm just like, I thought we were just catching up you, having lunch. You just want to talk. I just wanted to chat. Yeah. I just wanted to, like, I just did that all day. Like, That's you know, I, I want to have like a break where we talk about what was on the latest episode of The Bachelor. Like, exactly. <laughs> let's, just, let's just talk Normal about human conversation. Yes, it's like, can we just be like 21 and just hang out and have fun without oh, it always having to be about me being of a medium? Course. And so I think that's the hard part. And it's the same thing with guys. It's like, you know, either they're 
but it can be different where they think I'm an absolute nut job after (laughs) they find out that I talk to dead people and they want nothing to do with me or they might like me for the wrong reasons and they want to parade me around to all their family and friends almost like I'm like a magician at a party and like uh, pull out your tricks it's not like that so it's like yeah it's definitely it's hard to find people who are just like genuine and like me for as much as me being Monica as me being Monica the medium and then there's the whole aspect now with being on television it's like a whole other category people it's like haven't talked to you in five years and they're like you know coming out of the woodworks yeah Yeah, they want a piece of Monica the Medium. Yes. Haven't spoken to you in a decade. Exactly. Let's hang out. Exactly. Okay, with dudes and dating guys, like, have you ever been on a date and just, like, okay, hypothetical situation. (laughs) It's probably happened. You're on a date with a guy, right? Maybe (laughs) you're out to dinner, you're going to the movies, you're walking to the mall, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're getting, spirits are coming to you. Mm -hmm. And they're coming to you, obviously looking to talk to whoever you're on a date with. Do you suppress those feelings or do you come out and you're open with them? Um, I've had like every scenario that's happened basically. <laughs> really? I've had times where – but it's not so much like on a date because in college like we don't really – it's more like we're hanging out. Of yeah, course. Yeah. yeah it's hanging like out, Netflix. Hanging out, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, watching Netflix and Watching chilling. Netflix. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, Netflix and not doing pizza. either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> – we get you. We're there. But yeah. But the thing is, I've definitely experienced every last thing where, you know, I might be hanging out with a guy and I totally have no filter and I'll call it spirit vomit where it just comes out of my mouth and all of a sudden I'm <laughs> bringing through their grandma and like we were having like this like, you know, kind of, you know, hot vibe and then totally <laughs> my, you know, he's crying and then it kind of ruins the mood a little bit. I had, I had one guy that we totally hit it off the first night we ever met and uh, he, I gave him a reading and he was like very thankful and everything. We exchanged numbers and a, a good pickup line though, because the next day he texted me and goes, "I would have even gone in for a kiss, except that my grandma was watching." <laughs> but um, yeah, but I've had everything, and then there's been times where like I'm like, "Oh, I like this guy. Like maybe I shouldn't give him a reading like yeah. the first time we're ever hanging out because you know it does kind of fast forward a couple of steps in dating when like all of a sudden I know a lot of yeah. your you personal stuff. Like nothing says hot date like dead grandma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, guys also one of the reasons a lot of guys will be like, "Oh, red flag," is it's not just because sometimes they'll think I'm a nut job and then I'm yeah. like some fraud but other guys will think like oh she's legit she has this gift and I don't I'm scared she's gonna know all the stuff about my ex-girlfriend or like exactly. my all my secrets because she can they don't read know my what thoughts. it is they don't understand and I'm like I can't read your mind I yeah. don't know all the history of your past relationships like I don't have that information <laughs> however I might hear about you know a crappy relationship that you have with your dad and that this happened yeah. with your mom when she was sick when you were five like I might still hear really personal things you get ingr- you get weaved if into we, that relationship real yeah, quick yeah exactly which is why now I'm learning that like you know maybe I tell them what I do because if he's gonna be like I don't want anything to do with you why waste my time but then like maybe hold off on giving him a reading of until course. like you know way down the relationship <laughs> I mean like that's like it's, the whole thing is just crazy to me yeah it's a know? lot to navigate through and yeah it, I feel for you at a certain like in certain ways because yeah. it's, it's a lot yeah and okay Making the commitment to become a medium full time, mm-hmm. to leave stability, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. Lucky Martin, yeah. and you know your internship there that could have led to great things. Oh, obviously, it, it was already re- and that's the it thing. was written for you. It essentially. was it was done. And people, a lot of people who are like skeptics or haters, they'll be like, 
you're just doing this to pay your tuition or really what a smart smart con artist finding an interesting way to pay for college and this and that. And it's like, or you were too dumb to have anything else going for you that all of a sudden you're a medium. I'm like, no, I had a job lined up for me. Yeah. I worked there for four years, even during the school year. I was working, like I said, as a co-op. And they had a job lined up for me after like, once you graduate, we'll hire you full time. I was ready. And at the beginning for a long time, I would have been making a lot more money Ex- with them. Hell and it's yeah. like, I gave that all up. I quit that. I said no to that. Because of the fact I I was just so drawn in knowing that this work and, and helping people and bringing this healing, that this is what I'm meant to be doing in my yeah. life. But it's not because I didn't have anything going for me. I could have been fine. So, And at the end of the day, like that is a big move. It is. It to, was hard. <laughs> to walk away from stability to Absolutely. do something that essentially like you don't know. Exactly. You, you don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I respect it. Thank you. Immensely. <laughs> And kudos to you, friend. Yes. Monica the Medium, Tuesdays at 8 on ABC Family. And I, I got to ask, like, what are you feeling right now? <laughs> Is there anything going down? I'm just so enjoying this conversation that I haven't even let anybody pop in. That's I'm inc- just <laughs> genuinely, like, the same way where it's just, sometimes I just love, like, just hanging out with people that I don't, I don't know, just have good <laughs> yeah, I'm like, not even, sucked in. I'm just not even paying attention to anybody who would be here because I just genuinely enjoy talking to you guys. I'm that's like, awesome. sorry, spirit, the door is shut. <laughs> well, this question might be ridiculous, but do yeah. these spirits that are talking to you, do they know you're being filmed so they don't speak? Well, so, oh, that's actually not a bad question at all because this happened. This is not a happened. bad question. This is a very Dan question. It's, it's, it's such a very Dan, Dan question. No, they absolutely know. And there were so many times where um, on the show throughout the season, when I do spontaneous readings, like, and you'll probably hear it pretty much every reading. I always ask, are you comfortable? Are you okay? If I give some messages from your loved ones. And Spirit actually has never brought me up to somebody out and about that wasn't open to it. No one's ever been like, ew, get away from me and spit on my face. You know, <laughs> Everyone's always been like intrigued or open enough to be like, yeah, what do they have to say? But what's interesting is I've noticed that there have been times where they might say that they're open to it. But it could have been that they might have been, you know, in this, the pressure of the moment. Of like, course. You know, in the cameras and stuff. But then what would happen is I'd be like, why, like, Occasionally, doesn't happen all the time, but very rarely there were instances where they said they were open and I'm feeling spirit. Somebody's coming through, but then it would be like hitting a, a wall and it's like, okay, why, why aren't they talking to me right now? And the moment the camera is cut, everything, every really? last name, every last detail, every mm. last characteristic, every last thing would come through flowing. And I'm like, okay, you're one of those people that you say you were okay with it. But really now that it's happening, you would have not been okay with all these private details being on TV yeah. or just even being around people. And it's happened where I've done radio shows where it's like, you know, private stuff. I'm hearing and feeling spirit. And I just get that sense, even without them saying it, that this isn't for live anything. This exactly. isn't or live TV or live radio. Because sometimes, you know, it's not like it's a negative message, but it's just stuff that it's private to you and, and you don't want it. So, yeah. Spirit knows that what's best for their loved ones, like at a soul they level, know. they'll know. My granddaughter wouldn't be comfortable if you bring up her miscarriage on live television. You know, like, yeah. wait till... That's crazy. Yeah, wait till it's off the air kind of thing. So definitely that will happen quite often. Have you ever gotten something about somebody after the fact that you or like have you ever gotten a message from a spirit that was really personal to somebody mm-hmm. that you either felt like you shouldn't share? Yes, that's happened. Yes. Really? Yes. And what's like, interesting. This, what type of info? This actually happened um, on I did a podcast with Ross Matthews. OK. And <laughs> like um, Ross. Yeah, it was it was great. And I was uh, I was like hearing it was the one thing that before I had gotten there, I was already feeling and sensing this in the car. I kept hearing like somebody has a doctor appointment tomorrow and they're nervous about it and they need to be put at ease with like the doctor appointment, yada, yada. But I usually don't like to bring health stuff. I'm not a doctor. I don't claim to like, you know, I can only do the best of my ability interpreting what spirits make me feel, see, you know, 
showing me and everything. And so that's one of those things that it's like, it's not like it's like, oh, someone's died. It's not like a negative message, but it's something that you're just worried to kind of unload onto somebody and, and you don't know if it's going to offend them or make yeah. them uncomfortable. So I wasn't going to say anything. And then it happened twice, like during the show that they were talking about, oh, like, so do you ever have somebody in spirit talking about like something health related or this? Or that? And I'm like, okay, this is a sign I'm supposed to say, you know, say wow. something. So, so it's kind of funny. So sometimes I'll hold back, but then like, I'll just get that sense. Okay. Spirit's definitely making it clear that they're wanting me to bring it up. And, yeah. and we did. And, you know, a bunch of it we did off the air because it was private but like it ended up coming through and it was and it was great so yeah there are instances where I kind of hold back but then I'm learning more and more but that I'm like not so, if it's coming through from them it's because the person's supposed to hear it it might okay. not always be the right time and maybe it's supposed to be like kind of private pulled aside but yeah they need to hear it wow yeah so. now how your connection with the spirits mm-hmm. I mean you're learning things Every day, I'm assuming. I mean, yes. it's almost like a muscle, I guess, in a certain aspect. Absolutely. I, I always call myself a developing medium because whether, you know, you've been doing this a year or 40 years, I think you're constantly growing and developing in your kind of spirit dictionary, we'll yeah. call it. The spirit works off of my frame of reference. Like, so things that I've seen, experienced, witnessed in my life or in people around me, um, that's how they can communicate. So it's like, I can't bring up a disease if I've never heard it before. Like, they can't just yeah. poof up a name of a disease in my, like, mm-hmm. they work off your frame of reference. So I say it's like, if this is where I'm at 20, at 21, I can't wait till to see me at 40 when I maybe have kids one day. Like, my frame exactly. of reference will have grown and I'll be able to be able to relate to more. You're growing as a person exactly. will change your relationship with the spirit. Absolutely. And, and will help me grow as a medium and, and the messages that I can deliver. I do some of my um, strongest readings are when it's to like another person who's 21 because I so get what yes. spirit's making me feel. And when I'm here, like when this, when the soul's coming through that was young, that passed and the person that I'm giving it is right around yeah. our age. Like I, it just flows. You know what I'm saying? You know, not like to say that when I'm channeling like a child who's passed like it's not going to be as strong it's definitely strong but i know that that'll strengthen it's when i one day connection yeah that doesn't even absolutely yeah so interesting it's something that you know develops and grows and changes over the years i think depending on where i am in my life very cool yeah where, where do you see this all going like where just, do you, like i mean monica the medium as a brand like what you know what is like do you think about 10 15 20 30 i mean do you see other mediums and how they've grown their brand mm-hmm. and who they are and their identity? Where do yeah. you see, what is the end game and who do you who do you go to to kind of guide that? Well, that media mama Maureen, she's been such a blessing to me and kind of helping me kind of through the motions of kind of what to expect, especially now kind of being in the public eye yeah. more and everything. But really for me, kind of thinking in the future of like five, ten, fifty, I have no idea. Like it's funny because leading up to at least the first season of the show, like my intuition, my gut feeling was kind of right on with everything. I knew it was going to be ABC family that we were going to get the pilot. And at this time we were going to get a full pickup. Now I like, it's kind of like I've hit a wall and I don't know what's going to happen. But what I can say is I will be a medium, whether it's on TV or off, you know, say that they decide, okay, it was a great run because the show's doing great so far. Everyone loves it. It's a really great reaction, but we don't know what, what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen, but that doesn't really matter to me. It's not like I'm doing this and that I'm a medium for you know tv or for, for fame season, or anything yeah. no that's not what's important i do this ultimately to share my gift and having this platform to reach the masses has been amazing because i know so many people who you know have experienced what i've experienced and thought they were crazy or like yes. monica you've helped open my eyes to the fact that like this is a beautiful gift i don't have to be afraid like you know i've had the responses from everybody and i just like i said i know i'll be a medium whether it's on tv or awesome. or off and i don't know where life will take me but taking it one day at a time hell yeah yeah <laughs> where do you call home right now 
I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere. Um, well, I'm from Northern Virginia, D.C. area. Been okay. living in State College because I've been going to Penn State the past few years. Um, I do love California. I always wanted cool. to kind of move out here after college. So I don't know, um, you know, when or, or kind of I, I don't know timeline right now. Do you graduate this year or next year? This the spring is would be when I'm supposed to graduate. I am a little behind in school. When are you supposed? When are you going to graduate? I, now? I don't know exactly. Who I'm probably I'm probably like about a semester behind. Okay, that's not bad. But I do have the ability if I want to, I can take kind of the Penn State classes online if cool. I need to. So it's like They're I don't want to be you. I don't want to be like 25 and still like in state college. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So even if I have to take a little bit longer, like I'll find the way to to finish it. At this point, it's like I've already put so much time and energy. And that's the one thing my mom's asking me is like finish college. Of course, yeah. hell yeah. yeah. They're working with you. Which a lot of colleges don't do yeah, often. Like that's exactly. really cool. Yeah. Monica and the Medium, Tuesdays at eight, ABC Family. Anything? No mediums? No no, no spirits? <laughs> it's gonna be like right as we turn it off. They don't want us. <laughs> they don't want us. No, it's not that they don't want you guys. I mean, like I said, spirit comes through for who needs it the most, not necessarily who wants it the most. So like I literally won't start to feel somebody coming through, at least in these instances where it's like I have a lot of stuff going on and a lot of press in a day, just because it's just yeah. so draining. But if it's like, you know, it's happened where live on the radio where I was like, the lights are off, but every single per- one girl lost her dad, one guy lost his five-year-old son, like everybody in the room lost somebody that was like, not no offense to grandparents, but it wasn't just like, oh, my grandma, you know? Exactly. So Grandparents, you know, that, that's, that's, that's every, that's literally every person's stuff, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, I hate, it's not that grandparents aren't important, but when you do this work and you've done it a thousand times, time and time and time again. Grandparents are always it. It's just that like, I'm, I have, this is where I have to sometimes disappoint others to stay true to myself. I have to save my energy if it is yeah. just going to be, you know, like. Of course. Not Your to say granny here. is important, but like. Of course. That's where you do sometimes have to kind of pick and choose when you're going to spend the energy if like the person's mm-hmm. really, Makes sense. really have somebody close. Not to say you guys don't. I just I <laughs> of wasn't, course. wasn't right. letting it in. So. <laughs> All right. Before we go, questions around the room. Anybody? 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 It's just creepy. It's just creepy. <laughs> it's not creepy. It's beautiful. Have any of you guys seen the show? I've been watching trailers. Okay. I got to watch it on. I, here's the deal. Yes. I'm not like I'm an online guy. I'm an yes. Apple TV guy. And ABC has not made the move yet to getting an app. So I need to. They do s- have an app. On the Apple TV? Um, the Apple TV. I don't, but they have yeah. an iPhone app. Oh, I yeah. got to do it's that. on the iPhone, iPad. Because I can connect I- it to my cable back in New Jersey and watch. Yeah. It's on Hulu, iTunes, ABC Family Hulu. app. Yeah. So You're connected, dude. Uh, it's connected. Yeah. I think you guys would enjoy I'm the gonna, show watching it. I yeah. binge watch Long Island Medium, so I know I'll enjoy the yeah. show. Well, this is different. It's like more of our generation. So. That's what I want. Yeah. Well, that, to me, is important because I think, again, raised in mediums. Like, yeah. That was it. Like My mom... Was always attracted to John Edwards and going to those group meetings. And yeah. she's always getting readings, but she, it was just so a part of like that lifestyle for yeah. a very long time for me. So the, the everything around it just fascinates me completely. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm excited. I'm going to watch Monica the Medium Tuesdays at 8, ABC Family. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me. Thank it's you. Blast. Thank you, guys. <laughs> you were great. Thank you. You're awesome. Zach Sang and the gang. Hey, I hope you enjoyed our hang with Monica the Medium. I, I hope you learned a lot about her and you understand more into the medium way of life and what it actually is and what she actually does and how it all works. I just find her and her life and what she does so fascinating, and I really hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the interview, if you dug it, Check out more and hit us up, ZSATG, on Twitter and Instagram. Please be safe, do not die, and don't go to jail. Until next time, friends. Bye-bye.